and welcome to episode 13 of the Indie Music Podcast by Alex Rainbird Music. We're so glad to be back with you today and it's kind of a bittersweet one actually because it's our final artist interview episode of the first season. But don't worry, we've got a great episode to finish on and we're so excited to bring it to you today. Yeah, really can't wait for this one. There will also be a live performance later on in the episode. You'll have to stay around until the end for that. But for now, here's a sneak peek. We're also filming the podcast episode on video for Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash alexrainbowmusic, where you can support us to unlock loads more exclusive rewards too. Today's guest doesn't need much introduction. He's an incredibly talented singer, songwriter, just an all-around amazing guy, one of our favourite artists of all time. He's also our first Australian guest, which is so, so cool. You almost certainly recognise his songs, Feeling You, Be Slow, Run, so many more from the channel from over the years. Please welcome Harrison Storm. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yay! <laughs> Here he is. It's so great to see you, even if it is over the internet. It's been so long. Yeah, that's hard to do. I know. Yeah, when did we when did we see each other face to face last? That was uh was it Bristol? Yeah. yeah. October yeah. two thousand nineteen. October, November, yeah, yeah two yeah. years ago now. Yeah, so. that's right. Wow. And I'm pretty sure that was the last show of the tour for me, or one of the one of the last. So yeah, this is nice. No it's way. nice to uh yeah. nice to connect with you guys again. Yeah. Totally definitely. Yeah. How have you been? And do you want to give, we always start with like a little brief introduction. So do you want to give everyone like, you know, a little introduction to you and your music? Yeah. um, Yeah, I guess my name's Harrison Storm. I'm, uh, I guess, an indie folk singer-songwriter from uh, Melbourne, Australia. And to answer your question, Beth, I have been, I've been, been good, uh, you know, up and down, kind of like everyone else. But yeah, I've been, been kind of busy the past, past few months, kind of getting stuck into some, into some new music. And yeah, things are starting to feel like they're ticking along nicely um, as things are kind of opened up down here in in Melbourne. We've, uh, I think we had like the longest lockdown, lockdown city in the world or something like that. Um, Yeah, I remember seeing it on your Instagram and it looked really extreme. Yeah, (laughs) yes. So we've we've had freedom for, for, I feel, maybe a few weeks now and it's like, the best thing ever <laughs> it's so good. yeah oh that's mad it's nice things are opening up now and starting to kind of plan some uh you know shows and traveling dates overseas now for next year and yeah kind of starting to feel like a little bit like things are getting back to normal which is like amazing for everyone yeah <laughs> that's really good yeah so the first question we ask every single person each episode how did you get your start in music, like way back when? Like, how did it all uh, begin for you? So, my I got my first guitar when I was ten years old. It's a an old Fender acoustic that I still have. It's in this. This is my little <laughs> studio that I'm in now. It's in. It's in here. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, no, it's up in my bedroom. I keep that guitar in my bedroom. Um, oh, it's a special <laughs> one. It's a special one. Yeah, it's just it's whenever I'm kind of have an idea, I feel like I need kind of instruments around so I can just like oh mm. pick it up and. Just grab it. But, and, um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, that got that guitar when I was 10 years old after my mother growing up, she uh, played the acoustic guitar and yeah, she just used to kind of write little songs around the house and I just used to kind of sit there in awe and, and, and be really hmm. amazed by, you know, this thing making this beautiful sound and, and 
how it all kind of worked. Um, and I was just fascinated by by the guitar. Um, that so my mum kind of coupled with um, a friend of mine who who also was playing uh, the guitar at about the age of ten, and I yeah just kind of really wanted to. He was very inspiring for me, and I kind of just like wanted to be like this friend of mine. Um, so my parents yeah. uh, got me a guitar, and I was able to kind of jam, start jamming with my friends, and I got guitar lessons for a few years and then as I was kind of going through my teens I started to yeah just kind of get really well I guess slowly sucked into music I guess um mm. my parents obviously mum playing the guitar and dad was right into poetry and he played that played the harmonica so there was quite a lot of music um nice. going around when I was growing up and that kind of seeped in, seeped into my subconscious I guess um That's yeah. so and it cool. wasn't yeah I feel like a lot of people on the podcast it always seems to start with family doesn't it mm. yeah yeah i've i've, I've really heard the cool. same yeah i think it's just a really obviously organic and a nice way to start music my parents were very supportive of obviously of of music growing up and it wasn't until i was in kind of my mid to late teens where i started to actually write my own songs uh before that i was just you know learning songs that i'd liked um from artists that i'd yeah. listened to and that was yeah a really great way to learn and it got to my my late teens and early 20s where I was actually at university studying um, civil engineering, which is like a, you know, worlds away from music um, yeah. <laughs> where I where I started to, I guess, just kind of get swept up by by music and, and the possibility that I could potentially do it for a living. Um, and, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until kind of some chance meetings with some people at university who played in bands, how I was kind of able to be introduced to the music scene in Melbourne. Um, and like go to like gigs for the first time and kind of experience that and yeah it just really it just really captured me music uh the live music scene and playing my original music in front of friends and and as it progressed to strangers which was really cool um (laughs) yeah i dropped out of university and kind of quit my job in my early 20s and started playing music on the streets i was a busker for two two or three years um and that was probably uh yeah, I would say like a really pivotal and interesting time in my kind of musical journey so far. You know, all the people that you'd meet um, and all the crazy mm. things that would happen each and every day while you're like playing an acoustic guitar on the street was just wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the connections that we'd make and it was just a really kind of beautiful way to start my career, I guess. I learned a lot about performing and, and about songwriting and and also the kind of interaction that you have when you are performing with the audience and how important that is mm. for for myself yeah. as an artist and also for the listener and yeah it's just kind of snowballed I guess um, organically from there year to year and having people like you support <laughs> me as well has been has been incredible um, and and here we are today yeah yeah, yeah well that's that's just beautiful, isn't it? I guess you were born to do this and like you found your calling and, and, and thankfully and you deserve all the success you've had since. So Yeah, you really brilliant. do. I think it's an interesting thing when you are kind of presented with something that you love doing and the choice that you are kind of faced with with turning it into a career. Um, yeah, there's almost like a blind leap of faith into the unknown that I think is really can be really daunting and scary for for anyone doing whatever they love whether it's something creative Mm. or um, anything else 
And yeah, I think I was just lucky enough to have like a lot of support around me when I kind of did mm. kind of jump into the unknown. I think just kind of straying, staying true to myself and, and my art, I feel like people kind of pick up on authenticity and, and sure. you just connect with kind of like-minded people and, and things just happen. And I'm sure you guys are, are so aware of this um, when you kind of yeah. pursue what you love, just you meet people and doors open and it's just like a really exciting kind of way to live life, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I think that's one of the best introductions we've ever had. Yeah. We're done. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> no. Yeah. I said the best till last. No. That's perfect. Mm. Well, we couldn't get you on the podcast without talking about Australia. You are our first Australian guest. <laughs> we'll get on to music. Sorry. This is just a little aside bit. <laughs> but you are our first Australian guest. And I guess like maybe it's because we're from the UK, but it just seems so different over there. We've always had kind of a fascination about it. Hmm. Um, but we thought we'd just go into it super briefly. We just wanted to know what life is like over there because it always looks like such a dream. You've got the beautiful <laughs> beaches and scenery. There's also a belief here that the wildlife, like the spiders and snakes, are super scary and always coming up from the toilets and stuff like that. <laughs> is it really like that over there? <laughs> um, it's funny, actually. Uh, like, yes and no. It's very, it's, I always find it fascinating hearing people from that aren't from Australia talk about Australia. Um, just this yeah. this perception that Australia has is just hilarious. Um, there's also a lot of truth <laughs> in it. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I can just give you some examples. Um, yeah. yeah. Where I'm living at the moment is this like, beautiful, beautiful house by the sea and wow. we're kind of surrounded by uh, a lot of vegetation and, and nature and trees and stuff. There's and the going snakes. Into- yes yes there are snakes which is terrifying um but we also have uh huntsmen's um Mm. which which are these giant spiders and at the moment we're in currently in in spring we're about a uh a month into spring and right when i moved into this house a year ago um we kind of found out that this place has a bit of a spider problem um and nah that's we'd leave we'd, <laughs> we'd leave windows open, um, you know, because it kind of it obviously gets hot in summer. Uh, yeah. And there, there, uh, every night it was like almost like a nightly routine between me and my housemates of just like finding, locating these huntsmen's that can be like the size of your hand sometimes, oh, um, and and getting them outside. And I'm always just <laughs> like I'm not a fan of spiders. Um, no, but. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, so I think that's kind of, and anyway, we're in that same season now. So it's like two weeks Ooh. ago we opened mm-hmm. the windows because it started to get warm, and we've got some spiders in, which is not fun. Um, <laughs> we actually had a friend of mine over um, during this uh, hot day, and there was a huntsman that we needed to get rid of, and everyone was kind of freaking out. And my friend, <laughs> who's like this crazy nature man. Um, <laughs> He like fully Steve Irwin'd it and like picked up this spider <laughs> by the hand and was like the spider was crawling over him and he was having a oh. great time. And he just went and put it outside. It was actually kind of like a very beautiful thing. I'm like, wow, you have yeah. no fear. <laughs> but uh yeah, anyway, there's um Australia is terrifying and no one should ever come here. Um because you, you would just get consumed <laughs> instantly. Would they actually like hurt you though? Are they the kind that would, you know, 
do damage. These ones are very harmless. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of big. They just... The thing is they're really fast, which I kind of freaks me out the most. Nah. They just, like, run across the ceiling and I'm just like, oh, where are you? Um, but, no, it's 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 not that bad, you know. Like, I think I've, yeah. over the course of my life, I've seen, like, a snake, like, six times. Oh. And, yeah. What kind it's... of snake, though? <laughs> How big could is it, the snake? Could it eat you whole? Like <laughs> big scary ones yeah but yeah it's 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 very hilarious this perception that australia has um because yeah it is some of it is true um but you know i guess i don't know there's like this balance between this crazy nature and obviously like these spiders and snakes and creatures and obviously these Mm. beautiful Mm. landscapes and beaches and stuff and it's like well you can't have too much nice things because it needs to kind of balance exactly. out somehow. It'll balance out. <laughs> so it's nearly summer over there now yeah i think it's going to start that's crazy probably heating heating up in the next month or so yeah <laughs> is it weird to see us in our jumpers like <laughs> freezing <laughs> a little bit win- yeah, well it's not bit. even winter yet no, it's but not quite. it's nearly winter it's so weird how <laughs> the time zone yeah, is so different weird, isn't it <laughs> right then back to uh back to music um we looked through our playlists and the very first time we featured you was way 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 back in uh june 2015 uh with your song the words you say and can i just say that's like that's insane that's six and a half years ago basically feel so old i feel so old yeah um <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's quite early on in your career as well so how's everything going for you back 2015 sort of time yeah that was when i that was when i just released my first ep actually um (laughs) yeah that's uh that's that's kind of you know i guess the official beginning um of my music career um which is really cool and yeah it's i feel like that's a testament to to kind of you guys for for supporting um artists for such a long time and in such depth i feel like that's it's a really cool thing that um that people can share with with music like music lovers and and sharers like you guys um and then artists like, like myself this i don't know i feel like it's a really unique kind of relationship that um people can have with art um so yeah. thank you again that's i feel like that's a really oh, cool thing so of um <laughs> but uh yeah 2015 <laughs> that's when i was heavily heavily busking playing music on the street kind of very like excited by the possibility of music and you know every just kind of sending a million emails trying to get my music out there and (laughs) um just trying to connect and uh yeah it was a really when I look back on kind of 2015 and that year when I released music for the first time it was just yeah felt so exciting and like anything was possible yeah and yeah I don't know I, I look on those years fondly there was just yeah, it felt like each, you know, that feeling like each day is like a new day and anything can happen. Yeah. I feel like it was, that. I was living, I was living like that um, pretty yeah. solidly then. It was a very exciting time. Yeah. It's weird because it feels, I know it was like a long time ago, but it also feels like yesterday. Yeah. It feels like life's the gone by so, so quick. so quick, aren't they? It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think, um, yeah, for me, like, Every time that uh, you guys kind of support my music over the years, it's uh, it's like a yeah. I, I I often do reflect back on. I'm like, wow, 
these guys still like my music. Like that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a hell of a kind of five or six years now, and um, mm. the things that um, yeah, yeah, I guess you learn uh along the way, are just um, nothing can kind of prepare you for it. It's just yeah, like the school of life, really, isn't it? Um, mm. yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a very wonderful ride so far and i'm kind of looking forward to the next few years actually um now that i've had some time to kind of settle down a bit and and reflect on the past four or five years and kind of where i where i want to go to next yeah exciting so exciting maybe in like four or five years we'll get on a podcast again and we'll all be in a completely (laughs) different place (laughs) yes that'd be great the words you say was released on the same EP as Sense of Home, which now has over 81 million streams <laughs> just on Spotify. And you have over twice as much as that on all of your songs combined. That is like, just saying that blows my mind. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, how does it feel? Because, I mean, for us, that's like incredible to hear. But obviously, you're the artist. So, how does it feel that that many people connect with your music? It's, yeah, it's, I guess when you're, obviously when you're writing music and when you're creating a song, you kind of never really think about where the song could go. Um, and I think in particular for Sense of Home, writing that song all those years ago now, it was such a, it was such a personal song. Yeah, I never really, th- I never really thought about kind of sharing it with anyone, to be honest. Um, so it's funny now that it's like, I guess you know, my most streamed song on Spotify, because that's the kind of last thing that I expected to happen. Um, and it still kind of blows my mind that people are kind of listening to it so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it just, you know, there's, I'm just. Eternally grateful, I think, for four platforms like Spotify and and YouTube and all of these amazing tools that us artists have now to get our music out there. Before the internet, um, before we had all of these beautiful like platforms, it was really hard to kind of survive off music. Now I'm just and like so many other artists, just very grateful that we have these opportunities. And it is really overwhelming and and mind boggling to know how many people like can listen to your music, but I think for me um, the biggest thing is you know playing these songs for at at a show at a at a gig, mm. um, and kind of experiencing that connection that you have with other humans through music. I think that's probably the most kind of visceral and important thing that I can kind of experience with music um and it's the most powerful for Mm. me i guess it takes it into a whole different life doesn't it when you actually physically see people singing your songs back to you for sure and you know obviously as a music fan listening to songs like on repeat and then going and seeing the artist sing alive is just like i don't know to me it's one of like the best the best kind of feelings and the best experiences that you can have as as a as an art lover, as a music lover, there's just something really, yeah, otherworldly about that. 
because mm, we were like that. Yeah, well, we? I, I was going to say like <laughs> when well, we saw you live. Yeah, we've got we've got a question about like live stuff in in a bit, but uh, yeah, that that show we went to for a couple of years ago and saw you finally. There was yeah, just something else. It's never it's beyond. Obviously, like especially you, you come like literally from across so far. the other side of the world, and it's this like. I mean, I think we thought it was something that would probably like, we may never see you because you are so far away. So it was just that even little bit more special that you were there in Bristol. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was cool. Yeah. I I feel like to have um, someone like you two kind of who I know have been listening to the music and have kind of developed a connection to to come to a show come to a show and kind of experience a song live is kind of equally as special as for me as well it's kind of cool it's like oh here it is like mm-hmm. i don't know it's <laughs> yeah. something there's something, something really cool about that yeah so yeah so soon after that ep you were signed by network music group network records uh we love them so much love we them. have a lot of love for them yeah and uh if you've been listening to this uh season we've also featured canyon city tom spate angela and dunlap were also signed to networks so, yeah they're amazing um how have they helped you over the years and what are some of the things you've wor- learned working with them? Because from our like point of view, they're just like... Incredible. They're so good at getting music out mm. there. So yeah, how's it? How's that been for you? Um. Oh, I guess in a word, like amazing. They've just been yeah. so supportive. Yeah. I never, before I kind of knew about the music industry, I didn't really know that there'd be people and companies um that were really passionate about music like that it was just i don't know i guess my my knowledge was limited to like people playing music and then people going to shows and i'd like the mystery Mm. the mystery of like the radio and i don't know but just knowing that there are kind of record labels out there and and just people that really want artists to do well and they want to share their music mm. and they want to support them and they want to help them in every way possible that's to me is just like such a such a cool thing um and network have just been like utterly non-stop supportive of everything that i've done um and yeah i am very grateful for their support and I guess they they've just they cast their net so wide on with so many different artists and enable them these artists to kind of live a life and where it means that they can create whatever they want to and um kind of follow their heart with their music. I could could never say a bad thing about Network. Yeah, they're just amazing, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Love all round for them. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't that amazing. And then in 2018, you released "Feeling You." Personally, one of my favourites. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just such yeah. a connection to that song. Both yeah. of us. Uh, we included it as the first track in our original Wanderlust playlist, which has now become our most popular YouTube video of all time, with nearly 18 million views. So, for a huge number of people, you're their first memory of you know actual music and the playlist, which I feel like it's really, really special. Um, we've been so in love with that song. How has the reception and feedback been on that one in particular? Yeah, well, that's that's really cool to know that that's been the what was it eighteen million? That's amazing. Um, Almost, yeah, man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> What's been the reception? Um, yeah, that song kind of is an interesting one for me. Um, I guess I don't really remember writing songs kind of too often I like have like a vivid kind of memory of like where I was um when I wrote a song but that song in particular for whatever reason 
has a really strong um, memory attached to it. It was like one of my first trips to the US and I had not done mm-hmm. many nice. kind of co-writing sessions before. Yeah, we, we just sat down and had, you know, like meeting a stranger for the first time and just being like, okay, let's write a song. I was like absolutely mm-hmm. terrified at that idea. I um, bet, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, it was, yeah, he was just, he was obviously very aware that I was new to this kind of world. Um, and we just ended up having like this really awesome life chat um, and just kind mm-hmm. of talking about how we were and kind of what we were going through. And it was just really lovely. Um, and it just felt like a very natural progression from this like huge i feel like we spoke for like two or three hours um and then i was like oh yeah let's we should probably write a song um (laughs) and it was just like okay well we've just had like this amazing chat like let's just write about like kind of what we spoke about yeah i felt like it was a very i don't know there was just such an organic way i guess songwriting for me before that and still is like it's kind of a slow process where I'm chipping away at something over a longer period of time. But this was just like a very like organic um, and natural way of writing a song with someone. Anyway, we we just had this like really awesome afternoon um, and came out with Feeling You. And it was, it was weird because we wrote it together, but it was, has this very, I don't know, every time I listen to it and play it, it feels like, yeah, I don't know, like this kind of union between two people, like, you know, whatever, like souls or whatever word you want to use for it. But it really feels like it just like we became one when we were writing it. It sounds very like weird and spiritual, mm. but um, I don't so know. So, lovely, something very yeah. special kind of happened yeah. that day. And like, I love that song. Like, I really do love that song a lot and I love playing it live. And I think, yeah, it's. I feel like people really connected with that um energy that we had when we wrote it and i feel like it shows in particular to have people kind of comment on that song um Mm. it's i feel like it's a little bit different from my other songs in whatever way but uh but yeah it's it's definitely a song that i look back on fondly um with the memory of of how it came about which i don't really have with many other songs (laughs) you know i can't really Mm. i can't really remember like the specific day i wrote them or whatever yeah yeah that's so nice and that that song live mm. is so incredible i remember the whole room like yeah silence shit. yeah it's so lovely it definitely feels like it sort of like it sort of comes like from like a weird like mystical place like, like mm. you guess guess you were saying it sort of like just like appears in your brain and sort yeah. of like i don't know it's weird but it's um, amazing yeah it's magic yeah yeah, so um, we mentioned touring a little bit, and you've toured all over the world, it seems, um, including the UK, like we said, and we met you in Bristol that night, it was so special, so great to finally meet up, so I guess we've kind of covered this a little bit, but what's your favourite part of touring, and uh, do you have any dates planned for 2022? Um, dates planned for 2022, yes, yeah, we're crossing our fingers that we can come back towards the second half of next year to Europe and the UK, um, <sighs> we've got a bunch of dates kind of set aside so fingers crossed though all that goes ahead i'm really looking forward to coming over um we'll be there yes (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome uh but best thing about touring wow that's a good question um yeah i think i guess i never really thought that i would be able to 
travel with my music. So I think that in itself is like just a really special thing that I don't think I'll ever take for granted. Um, but I think, yeah, like, like I kind of alluded to before, just that playing in a kind of different city every, you know, night or every second night or whatever, there's just, it kind of has that element that I fell in love with, with busking where every, every show is different. Every day is different. Mm. There's just this really special quality that comes out with live music that you just can't replicate with anything else. I don't think, um, it's that kind of transfer of of energy between artist and and audience that really you just get kind of ripped into the moment and you're just experiencing the song and and the emotions together of that song yeah i guess for me as a performer um i guess my job is to kind of you know like connect with the audience in a way where we're both opening up to the song and to other you know possibilities of thinking about that song or whatever it is um and i think yeah i i hold that kind of job uh really close to my heart and there's nothing like finishing a show and then going and chatting with someone that's just been uh in the audience and kind of experiencing how much they've connected with the song or you know how much it means to them or because I think, yeah, it becomes it becomes so much more than just like the artist who wrote the song or the mm. the listener who's listening. Um, it just, yeah, this these songs kind of create their own worlds that we that we all can live in and kind of share together. Yeah, I think doing that night after night is never tiring. There's always like a new kind of conversation to be had or a new feeling to be felt that is just kind of addictive i guess in a way it's just really mm. really beautiful way to kind of connect with someone um so that for me that's yeah that's probably the best thing about touring <laughs> that's so awesome i feel if, like i was gonna say sorry. i feel like you just summed up well we love live music that, that yeah. you just encapsulated it so well that's yeah that's exactly from a listener audience, audience point of view there that's exactly we we love that so much yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, if you had to pick like just one area of the world that you like touring the most, where would you pick? <sighs> uh, where would I pick? Um, that's a really hard question. Or, um, and or is it anywhere you haven't been that you really would like to go in the future? Mm. Yeah. Um, as many places I would love to go. I feel like I would really love to experience um, South America. Uh <laughs> For one, I've never been there, but I feel like I think that'd just be a very interesting experience. But yeah, there's a bunch of you know, there's a bunch of cities that I'd love to visit mm. in Europe. And being you know, being from Australia, feel it literally feels like we're worlds away from from other <laughs> countries sometimes. Um, so yeah, I guess there's just like there's a long list of places I want to go. Yeah, and hopefully I can get there sometime. Um, whether you know I'm just like a tourist or whether I am playing music. Mm. Yeah, I think my favorite place. Ah, it's really hard. It's, every place is so different and has very different qualities with the audience. You know, some shows you'll go to where the energy of the audience will be very kind of calm, which is really lovely to perform to as someone that plays my sort of music, but then again, like mm. I've played I've played to audiences that are very loud and very kind of <laughs> energized. 
And that also, like, it's something really cool about. Yeah, something. Yeah, something very. Uh, yeah, it changes. It kind of changes the energy of the song a little bit um, when you have mm. audiences like that. So it kind of makes it really interesting for me as well because I'm like, wow, like, what is the song kind of going to be tonight? Yeah, I don't know. I really do love playing shows in Germany. I'm not sure why. Nice. I think there's a very deep connection that I think the Germans have with uh, folk music, mm. which I'm not too sure what it is, but it's really kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've obviously toured Australia a lot too. You've done a lot of shows of Hollow Coves. And just before getting on this podcast, I actually saw that you're doing another tour with Hollow Coves as well. Yes. Which is really, really cool. Um, <laughs> yes. We love them like so much. Uh, we know a lot of our listeners do too. They're very, very popular on the channel, yes, aren't they? Yeah. Um, over the last few years, we've featured so many great Aussie artists on our playlist from bigger names like the Paper Kites. We've got Woodlock. We've got Riley Pierce to many emerging artists too. What's your favourite thing about the Australian music scene and are there any other artists that we should have on our radar? Ooh. Um, something about Australian music at the moment and maybe for the past kind of five to ten years, which has been really special. I think it has a lot to do with the kind of culture and the connection that uh, a lot of Australian artists have with nature and kind of the world mm, around them i was just about to say that and it seems i don't know it seems obvious to kind of say that but even i guess for example like there was a really warm day maybe like a week or two ago and it was like one of the first days where we come out of lockdown mm. and i was driving from my house which is on the coast up to the city which is about an hour long drive and i kind of drove all along the beach the whole way up and mm -hmm. there was just like everyone was at the beach it was just like the craziest thing i think just that kind of deep connection to wanting to be outside and and to be connected to nature as well as kind of the isolation that um a lot of people have in australia you know the cities five or six however many capital cities there are there's a lot of smaller towns where you know a lot of artists are living um, and growing up and spending a lot of time doing whatever they're doing mm. but yeah i do feel like there's a lot of time to spend in nature kind of pondering or whatever especially with folk artists in australia seems to be a big connection between the ocean and and the acoustic guitar or for whatever reason mm. um yeah but yeah it's really it's really inspiring and i think I think there is also like a very beautiful support network within the Australian music scene, I think, because it is really, I guess, realistically, it's quite hard to be an artist here in Australia, especially touring artists, because our cities are so far away from each other. Um, you know, it's like a 10 hour drive from Melbourne to Sydney. So you can't really. Um, and in between there, there's like, there's nothing. There's like a few small country towns, <laughs> yeah. but you really yeah. can't like tour much here and like make a lot of money because it's just so expensive mm. to put fuel in the car so i think you know we all kind of do huddle together together in the cities and we, we support each other and um, we grow together and we learn from each other and we play shows together just because there's nowhere there's that's the only way to kind of do it that's there's no other yeah. way to do it yeah. really um 
So, but yeah, in terms of other artists in in Australia, there's there's a bunch that I'm constantly hearing about um, and stumbling upon, which is really cool. I'm really really into. I've played a few shows with him now, but there's a singer songwriter from uh, Brisbane or the Gold Coast in Queensland. Mm. His name's Alexander William. Okay. He he has this these big beautiful uh, Martin guitars and he plays in big open tunings and he's just very very poetic with his lyrics, mm. but yeah he's kind of a mix between I guess Ben Howard and like John nice. Martin. Anyway, he's he's fantastic. Um, <laughs> check him out. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Check yeah, him out. Yeah, I actually heard this song by I think they're another uh, Brisbane-based duo called Just Flair. Oh, actually, another one that has just come has come to my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking at a busy day, looking up. Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> There's an artist called Paper Planes. Um, they don't have any social media. Um, their Spotify bio says they're based between Sydney and London, but they're kind of a little bit of a mystery. Uh, but they've got this song called Something More. The production is just really beautiful, and the lyrics are, mm. and the songwriting's yeah, really, really beautiful folk music so i think that's probably worth yeah. checking out we will yeah we will i feel like australia just seems like the dream place for a musician yeah in terms well, of like writing like, of like, i remember yeah, when nature. you sent in your one million uh live you know festival thing, performance yeah. and your backyard is insane <laughs> you're it's like, like you're, a dream you're like oh where is that you must have like, hiked like miles to get there <laughs> like, but, it must be know. at like a national park or something <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like it's just my garden yeah. <laughs> we were like wow <laughs> that is insane yeah, we were lucky to uh, lucky to find a. It's really been a dream. Um, I've got my own like little studio room, which I've never kind of had before, and it feels very. Hmm. It's just really nice to have your own space to to create music without feeling like you're kind of annoying anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I bet, yeah. On to your new music now, and you recently released Under Dusk, and your next track Eyes Wide will be out by the time this episode releases, and you'll be performing it later on in the episode as well. We noticed on Instagram you've been in the studio a lot too. Uh, how exciting. You've worked on this batch of tunes with Enna Blake. So how's that collaboration process been? Because I know you said before that you don't do much of that sort of thing. But uh, And yeah, how's everything come along with that? Yeah, it's been a really, really interesting process. I guess over the years kind of being a solo artist, you get kind of, kind of I guess, stuck in your ways and um, it's very easy to kind of repeat yourself and not challenge yourself as much as you would if you were in like a band scenario or just working with someone else. So, yeah, working with Anna has been really has been really cool in the sense that I'm getting to kind of share obviously the creative process and the creative decision making and it's just I don't know, it feels nice to to kind of be in a team again. I've definitely been learning a lot about like where I want a song to go or where I think a song should go and and how that relates to someone else's vision and how I want to operate in the future from working with Enna. Um, she's a really beautiful artist in her own right and has a very kind of sensitive awareness when it comes to lyrics and melody. Mm, yeah. Because you don't really get to see that ever as like a, you know, unless you're doing a co-writing session, you don't ever really get to see someone like writing a song and... I guess the vulnerability yeah. that's that that exists there is really kind of human. It's just a very beautiful experience, I think, to kind of share that with someone else. So I've really I've really been enjoying it. Um, 
and it's obviously a different world as well in the studio. Feels it kind of feels like a little bit of weight is off my shoulders mm. and I have like a little bit more freedom to kind of really, you know, like sit back at times and kind of let things unfold and um you don't always have to kind of be at the forefront kind of running the show, which is really nice. It's, it's been a, a really enjoyable process, I think, in writing and in the studio and we're really kind of proud of uh, the music that's that we've released and that's going to be coming out as well. It's been yeah. a really cool experience. That's great. So amazing. I guess also obviously being in a pandemic, being in a lockdown must be quite difficult to get into like a creative space. So just having that collab as well must have like really helped you. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've been lucky to live with some really uh, creative people and some, um, you know, some of my best friends are, are people that I work with a lot. Mm. So yeah, it's it's been really like, especially kind of last year when uh, this kind of project was forming um it was a really nice outlet just a really kind of natural way of kind of getting through like what what we were going Mm. through um and it just kind of made sense it's like hey like this kind of this reality is like pretty tough right now let's let's try and like make sense of it and let's let's yeah make some music just to kind of entertain ourselves and and to process it and it's it's been yeah it's been really awesome Awesome. Yeah, we're so excited for the new songs. We're uh, yeah. yeah, so excited. So excited. Um, yeah, uh, before starting the questions from the community, uh, we also end our questions with your personal highlight or your favourite memory from your career so far. If you could just pick one, what would it be? Oh, a highlight of my career so far. Wow. It's always a tough one, uh, this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I think there's something something really special about my very first headline show in Melbourne. It was a time where I'd been busking a lot with a good friend of mine um, and selling tickets on the street. Um, And we decided to like put this show together and we didn't, you know, we were kind of doing everything ourselves, like booking the show and getting the posters printed and the tickets printed. And it was pretty chaotic to be honest. (laughs) But we just didn't, yeah, we didn't know what to expect and we were just kind of going all out. Um, And, yeah, I think we were busking nearly every day for about three weeks beforehand kind of promoting the show. And it was very exhausting as well as it was a, I played with a band that night as well, so we were rehearsing as well. Came to the night and there was just way more people there than what we expected. Um, The (laughs) the room was like fully packed and it was just really it was kind of the first experience that I had with music that, you know, that people can come and a community can kind of be formed and can kind of come around and, and support art and support artists. And a lot of the faces that we saw were people that we kind of met busking, that we'd seen busking. And it was just a really kind of natural and organic way to spread music, I guess. There was a very, I remember being on stage, actually, it's quite, quite a strong memory for me and just feeling very I guess I guess in our culture in general artists aren't really supported as much as they should be yeah and you know we're always kind of told to you know make sure you've got a backup or like you know you need an you need a like a primary job and like just keep it as a hobby or something like that 
Yeah. And it was, yeah, first time where I really felt like, no, like I can actually, I can do this like full time and, and do it properly and like maybe make a career out of it. And I just, you know, me and my, my bandmates, we just felt so supported as artists and it was just a really beautiful moment to share with people that we'd, that we'd you know, strangers that we'd met on the street. Um, mm. And I don't think anything can kind of top that for me in terms of kind of like a pivotal moment in my life, I guess. That's so yeah. amazing. Yes, as always, our Instagram followers and Discord server members had some questions uh, for you. This first one isn't actually a question, though, but we'll just uh, say Jamo Herrick from Instagram said, this isn't a question, but I love his music so much, so please tell him. So I uh, just thought we'd let you know to start on that one. So uh, That's yeah. nice. That's love. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice one to start on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a Cloud7 from Discord asked, I really like Sea and Fire. Maybe you can ask him if there's a story behind it. Mm. Yeah, there is a story behind Sea and Fire. Um yeah, I think that song that's a bit of that's a bit of a tough one for me. I was I was in a pretty tough spot um in my life just in terms of my personal life. And actually that's that's another song that I can remember exactly where I was uh and the feeling I had when I wrote it. I was kind of in between touring. I didn't have a house, so I was just kind of staying at my parents' house and I was writing music in their spare bedroom which was just kind of they were in between moving houses as well, so there was mm-hmm. just like a lot of kind of clutter around. Yeah. Um, wasn't the best wasn't the best place to write music, but I just remember there was just like I was sitting at like this desk that was just there was just boxes everywhere, like you know, cardboard <laughs> boxes. Um, and yeah, I was going through this really hard time. I was going through a really tough breakup, and yeah, it was reflecting back on on the years of the relationship really kind of experiencing the sense of our difference views that mm-hmm. we had um towards life i guess in general and that's where the kind of title sea and fire comes from yeah. Oh, so wow. yeah it's it's a song about having that realization for yourself of kind of you know getting moving on and and, and making a decision for you for you that's going to help you out in the future mm. Yeah. And I guess like obviously it was a really personal thing for you to go through, but it's also very relatable for a lot of other people as well. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, anyone that's been through a breakup, you know, breakups are rarely kind of nice um, mm-hmm. things. There's always a lot of heartache and, and learning involved. And that song kind of, yeah, summarizes that, which obviously so many people can can relate to. So Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for sharing the meaning behind it. Yeah, thanks, Cloud7. Hope that uh, satisfied your uh, your <laughs> question. Um, Maple from Instagram. Harrison Storm is such an epic name. Is it his real name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky. I'm lucky that uh, that my parents kind of it's on the it's on the birth certificate. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> what a great last Perfect. name. <laughs> we had Thomas Levine on Instagram asked Harrison Storm and Hayden Kalnin are both big influences of mine so naturally Unfortunate Love is one of my favourite tracks in the past several years what was collaborating with Hayden like and was the song difficult to write yeah um, writing a song with Hayden was something that I've always wanted to do He, I've known Hayden for a really long time now he recorded my uh, my very first EP um, hmm. 
and yeah it's always i don't know i don't know why we hadn't made music together sooner i guess we'd always been making music together <laughs> yeah but just not in not in the way that uh i guess yeah that song was for hayden's project but how did that come about i think hayden hayden's just always in the studio he's always making music it's amazing <laughs> um and he's all he's just got like so many songs that he doesn't know what to do with yeah so yeah there was there was this one song that he was kind of working on that he was kind of a little bit stuck with um and he sent me like the file for i think it was just instrumental at that stage but it was so beautiful it had this beautiful piano in it and this kind of string i think it was like a cello or a violin in the chorus and yeah i think i opened up like a session in logic and yeah kind of making up some some uh melodies over the chorus and i came up with like some verse melodies and just sent them to him and he was like yep cool like that's kind of in the ballpark of what i think works for this song and we just kind of went back and forth refining it and at that stage we were actually living together um oh nice so we were able to like jump in his studio and work on some lyrics and it was actually really fun working with hayden on that particular song and yeah, I think I, you know, I'd love to do another song with Hayden in the future. I'll have to see if he's got any other songs lying around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hayden's great. We love him. We yeah. feature him plenty of times as well. Yeah, great guy. So cool. Hayden, if you're listening, uh, do another collab. Shout out Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, Bugs Fiend from Discord had a batch of amazing questions. We can always rely on them for some great. Uh, Great stuff to ask. Uh, they, to start with, they said they've watched every single one of the music videos and everyone is phenomenal and tells a beautiful story. They're really curious to know what was the inspiration in particular behind Run uh, Run's music video. Mm, yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting one. That was um, so. My manager has been in the acting world for a very long time, and has obviously made some really beautiful friends in that world. And yeah, he felt really kind of connected to that song and decided to um, write a story. He pretty much came to me with this story for a music video for the song. And I was just like, wow, that's like, that's a really beautiful thing. And I don't know, it's a really cool relationship that I have with my manager where we kind of, we do collaborate, I guess, together on a lot of things um, like music videos. Um, (laughs) And he's very, yeah, he's very talented and, and, that uh that's that's all that's a lot a lot of his work um actually and the actor that we had the lead actor is actually he's quite well known here in australia and it was really like i was a little bit uh i was fanboying hard (laughs) um when he said yes to being in that film clip he's a friend of jamie's my manager um and yeah so i i don't think i can't take any credit for that film clip that's um that's all my manager's work. <laughs> Great job, Jamie. Yeah, well done, Jamie. <laughs> uh, Bugs Fiend also asks, what does it mean to be slow? Mm, what does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that song was written at a time when life was not very slow for me. Mm. <laughs> I think when you're on the road touring and you're away from your friends and family, and your partners and whatever it can be yeah sometimes it can be a little bit lonely um and you don't really feel grounded and that song was written kind of wanting that for myself and wanting that time to 
slow down and, and, you know, be with friends and be with family and, and take care of myself and take care of my health. I think I really do cherish those moments of slowing down the more I do tour. And I, I know that so, so many people can kind of relate to that. Mm-hmm. As life gets busier and busier, we really need that time to, to take for ourselves. Um, so that's pretty much what be slow means for me. It's, it's, yeah, just taking time, time out and, and looking after yourself really. Mm. Yeah. Could all do a bit more of that, couldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And from their perspective, as a listener and fan of their work, they said they can't find a single flaw in your music. So that's, uh, same. Same. Oh, yeah. Same. Agreed. Uh, but if you could pick something, what is something you'd like to improve on as a musician? Wow. Um, I guess there's, what am I working on at the moment? I think I'm, I think I'm working on, and I'm constantly working on not thinking about, not thinking about the outcome of a song, Mm. just really letting, you know, when I am writing, letting the guitar and the music and the emotion take over the song instead of thinking about like conceptually, like what I want the song to be about. Um, I think that's a really big struggle that I've had over the years is to kind of get, yeah, a little bit too caught up in my thoughts about my own music and just kind of life in general. I think we're all Mm. like that. Um, But that's probably one of the big things that has been really nice to work on over over lockdowns is why, you know, reflecting on why I, I make music and how I make music and what it means to me. So, yeah, I think that's when I kind of, when I'm finished with this project with Anna and I start working again on my own music, I've, I definitely want to kind of take a lot of what I've learned into that into that new project, do things from the heart and do things from the body instead of kind of going to the mind. Mm. Beautiful. And then the last one from Bugs Fiend, uh, Storm's music is so unique. How did he come to craft his musical style? How did I come to craft it? Um... Or is it just like you and you didn't really come yeah. to do it and it's just like, do you know what I mean? It's natural. Yeah. I think, yeah, you know, I think I think I saw a, a quote recently. I'm not sure who said it, but there is, it was something along that I paraphrase, but it's something along the lines of like, you know, excellence or like the, the pursuit of kind of doing something well. A lot of people don't see the kind of hours and hours spent getting to the, getting to that kind of goal or getting to that outcome. Um, and I think it's like anything really, it's like with athletes, they train for years and years and years to like run one race um, or, you know, like whatever job it is, there's just so many hours put into getting to where you want to be or just for that one song or for that, you know, Mm. one presentation or for that one video or something like that. And I think, yeah, I think it's just kind of the same for me. Like I've, for all the years that I've been releasing music, there's like, you know, so many years where I haven't released music and where I've just been learning, learning guitar and and learning how to write lyrics and and learning other people's music and just kind of just learning in general um, Mm, and practicing. And I think, yeah, it's just a kind of culmination of, of, all of the artists that I've listened to as an artist growing up, you kind of replicate and mimic other artists as you learn, like, like a child learns to speak, you know, they're mimicking and copying 
before they kind of have their own voice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like artists do the same thing. So yeah. And and it's something that I'm, I'm always like trying to put a lot of energy into is continuing to learn more and because I know that that's, you know, always just going to help the art and help, um, the message and the clarity of, of what I want to say, you know, it's always like a work in progress sort of thing. So yeah, there's a long winded answer for that one. Perfect. Yeah. That's it for our questions. We'll just quickly touch on our future plans before we all, uh, listen to your live performance. So we talked about your upcoming releases of Enna and touring, but is there anything else that you're currently working on that you uh, wanted to mention today? Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm chipping away at an album. Um, <gasps> Which is something that, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done an album before. So, um, I think I've done like four or five EPs. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an album coming out, whether it's next year, I don't know, <laughs> maybe the year after. Yeah. How exciting. There's lots of, lots of new music, um, going on for, for me behind the scenes as well. Yeah. Can't wait. So excited for that. We can't wait. Uh, and then finally, is there anything else you wanted to add, slash include or shout out anyone that we haven't already mentioned? I guess it's just a shout out to you guys, um, Alex Aww. and Beth. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like I've said earlier, it's just, it's so amazing to have people like you and your and your channel to connect people with, with music from all over the world. I think it's a really special thing and I'm really grateful for for all of the um, support that I've had and, 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 you know, just the support that you've shown music and artists um, in general. It's just, you know, I feel like there's, there's many people out there who are as passionate as you two. And it's, it's really, it's really awesome. And I think like, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of myself, but probably many other artists, like it's, it's, it's awesome. Thank you so much. That truly means so much. It honestly does. Yeah. It means so much to have like you know met you and have you in our lives and we love you. Yeah, we? <laughs> well, we, we we just do what we love and I guess all of us are lucky to do what we love every day and it's just yeah. like a blessing and yeah, thank you for existing and yeah, we're very very grateful. I guess. Yeah, very yeah. grateful. That's that. God, it's all getting a bit emotional. Now. It's the last episode <laughs> before Christmas. It's getting the emotional. last episode. Will we get any tears today? Yeah, come it on. Is Someone cry. Okay, perfect. So today's performance is from Harrison and Enna. It's an incredible live version of their latest single, Eyes Wide, which is available on your favorite music platform right now. So make sure you go listen to the podcast. This version is so beautiful and we really hope that you guys love it too. Still fight 
But so is the sun in the night I need time Found a way through the weather. Couldn't see where to go, but I'm not leaving. Now I'm It's still fine, but so is the moon in this time. I need a time. Thank you so much to everyone listening to this final artist episode of our podcast for 2021. It's been an incredible ride. And of course, a huge thank you to Harrison Storm thank for joining you. us today. It's truly been amazing to chat with you. It really has, yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> Uh, if you've been watching the video version on Patreon, a uh, massive thank you to all of you. Your support on there genuinely means the world to us and truly does help us so, so much. And if you've been listening on Stead, on Spotify, Apple Music, and enjoy the episode, make sure you hit that follow uh, or subscribe button so you don't miss the next one. And I think that's going to give you a little sneak peek of what that might be. Yes, yeah, stay tuned because we have one final episode to release this year. Our season one finale will be a Christmas special, hey. which I'm so excited bells for. Bells are coming out. We're right. Yeah. <laughs> the bell- <laughs> Jingle bells, Jingle bells yeah. are coming uh, If you listen to our Halloween episode, then you'll know how these work. We'll be chatting about all things Christmas. We'll have all the decorations out and some incredible festive live performances too. If you wanted to ask us a question about our holiday playlist, traditions or anything else, feel free to send them our way via Instagram and Discord. But for now, all that's left to say is bye everyone and thanks so much again, Harrison. Bye guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.